Hi, welcome to Adulthood Pending Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Annalise. And I'm Kimmy. We are a podcast for college students, recent graduates, or anyone else who is also figuring out that being an adult isn't as simple as it's made out to be. Join us each episode as we share how we're navigating our careers, post-grad lives, and the whole adulting experience. A big part of adulthood is starting your career, but we wanted to take it back a little bit further and talk about our first jobs and what we've learned from them. So first, we'd like to answer another question. And today's question is, if money didn't matter, what would your dream job be? I would love to. Maybe this is influenced by COVID, (laughs) but I would love to be a travel influencer and just get paid to visit like luxury hotels and destinations. And even though I know it's definitely not as like idealistic as it probably seems, because after a while it definitely could get tiring, I just feel like to be able to do that for a couple years would be a really great experience. A couple years. Yeah, maybe like three. So not Not for like a long term. Interesting. Do you have a dream job for life? Um, Not yet. (laughs) I don't know. Does anyone have a dream job for life? Yeah, I feel like that's hard. Oh. Do you, Annalise? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it, it's not really like for life, but I feel like it would be a fun long-term job, oh. which is to be an, a, a teacher at an international school. Oh, Like I don't see myself doing that for like three years. I can see myself doing that for like more than three years, but not necessarily at the same international school. Like I wouldn't mind like going to different international schools, but to be an international school teacher. Mainly for the holidays, <laughs> because as teachers, you get like international. If you teach at like a U.S. school, you can get the U.S. holidays, but you also get the holidays at whichever country oh. you're in. I was going to say, I feel like teachers are that'd be a hard job for some people <laughs> or just yeah. in general. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but it seems kind of fun to me, at least to like plan lessons and then. Um, I feel like I'd be really awkward at teaching, but the whole part of planning seems fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could be a wedding planner. <laughs> oh, I actually did think about that. I thought about being like a wedding planner or like an interior designer or something. Ooh. Things that required a lot of like planning and creativity. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I said that. I feel like it'd be hard to um, think of a long-term dream job because mm. currently... Um, I'm actually working one of my dream jobs, which is to be a barista. When I was younger, I said I either want to be a barista, a waitress, or a lifeguard. Wow. um, Oh. (laughs) For at least one point in my life. (laughs) What's so funny? It's just, they're so, I feel like they're so different. Or the first two are similar Similar. and then then lifeguard. (laughs) I feel like they are somewhat tied into positions of authority. (laughs) Well, maybe not so much barista, but like, you know, waitress, they really hold the power in what (laughs) you can eat and then life, they can (laughs) literally save your life. Wow. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and so working that now, I've been working for about a month and I really love it, which is interesting because I like the idea of it before, whereas like I didn't think about the practicality of what day-to-day looks like Mm -hmm. but it's really enjoyable my days go by pretty fast but I don't know if I could work it when I'm like 35 and 
I don't know. I could just see myself getting tired of it. But yeah. that, those were my dream jobs and currently living one of them. Wow. Ooh, next step, waitress. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you, I don't know if you've seen, I feel like I bring up TikToks every episode, but there's been like t- <laughs> TikTok trends of going to Starbucks and asking the baristas to make them like their favorite drink or like a drink that Lizzo would drink. Okay. Have Oh, go ahead. I have a question about that, though. It's just like, I wonder if people actually like doing that. Like, if baristas actually enjoy being given that task or, like, mm-hmm. to to make someone a drink that they want. Because it's, like, the pressure. And then it's also, like, well, can you just tell me what you want? I don't know. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, I've well, heard so, it go both ways. Um, yeah, for those, apparently, like, they can't. This is also how I would know from, like, um, I don't know how it is now, but before when they had those like secret menu drinks, you couldn't mm-hmm. say I wanted like mermaid drink or like, I don't know, unless it was like specifically advertised by oh, Starbucks, okay. you'd have to tell them the recipe because I don't know. I forgot what I remember someone told I me think, that. Yeah, I think it's like those secret drinks aren't actually like secret drinks. They're like people on the Internet who found them and then like gave them that name. So then you go to oh. a random store and you're like, I want the mermaid drink. And they're like, we have no idea what that is. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's probably to protect people from like getting upset because mm-hmm. like you have to tell them exactly what it's in it. And yeah. um, we haven't had a lot of people that come in with like special drinks like that you see on TikTok. But I know what you're talking about. I'm surprised that we don't. I think the biggest reason is the particular shop that I work at. They don't do um like cold foams, which is a really popular mm. addition to the I feel like I see on those drinks. Um mm. so but then I don't know. I feel like if I had something like super complicated, I would get kind of I just get like really confused. I'm like, why would you want all this stuff in your drink? But yeah. Which is funny. Too much. <laughs> Which is funny because this just takes me back to when, when we were in school. I worked at a coffee house yeah. on campus, and Brittany's order was so customized. <laughs> Wait, was what, it really was it? what was it? Didn't she get like a blueberry smoothie with cinnamon okay, was... and some other things? Okay, but I, I will say that the smoothies at our school it was they were supposed to be customizable because you had like the whole little okay paper that's that true you would fill out though right. Yeah, that's okay. true. It wasn't that complicated. It was a blueberry <laughs> soy smoothie with like two pumps vanilla and cinnamon, which is not <laughs> crazy. Not in my terrible, opinion. the worst I've heard. Yeah. Kimmy, was your job um at the coffee shop at our school your first job? Um, no, it wasn't, but it was very similar to my first jobs. So like my very first job, like minimum wage, was when I was in high school. So mm. I don't know why, like, I was thinking about this, like, you know, what incentivized me or motivated me to get a job, even though, like, none of my friends had one. And I think it Mm. just, like, felt like the next step (laughs) in adulting or, like, the next step that I should be doing. (laughs) And on top of that, like, my parents never really gave us money. Like, we got money from family for um, Christmas or birthdays, but, like, that was the money we had to use to spend for, like, I don't know, small things or stuff we wanted. So I was like, okay, then mm-hmm. if I have my own job, then I could have more money to do things. Mm. So I was 15 and a half at the time. And I applied to I'm not even joking. Because that's the time that you can apply. You can like technically 15 be. 15 and a half? Yeah, you can. I think you can be. At, I'm pretty sure at this time you could be hired at that time. But you can only work a certain amount of hours. Like you can't work 40 hours a week. 
Um, right. And they have to sign mm-hmm. paperwork indicating that they know that. So I went to a bunch of like um, local stores and I just sent them my resume and did that. And then one of them got back to me, which was Jamba Juice, which was my first job. Oh. Yeah. And I felt so fortunate because she called me and she was like, hey, like, thanks for sending in your resume. We can't hire you right now because you're too young. But when you're mm-hmm. 16, call me back and we can have an interview. I was like, OK. Oh. And then I called her back the day after my birthday. And then I got the job. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was a smoothie girl. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then then after that, I worked on. Um, another part-time job at Nectar, which is a juice bar. Mm. So, yep, always been in the beverage. Yeah, game. I was going to say a lot of juice, <laughs> health, wellness kind of stores. Yeah, but I liked it. And I thought, too, like, I I mean, Nectar was different because it was franchised. But Jamba mm. Juice was actually, like, a very good place to work. Um, like, I feel like the company structure was actually implemented in the store. So we would have fun little things like when you would go check in and they would be like, oh, like health or wellness challenge for the week. Like, did you exercise like three times this week? Like, did you eat healthy? And then you would get like, I don't know, something fun if you won (laughs) or did something like that. And then um, they also like really wanted to make sure that you were educated on the product and like all the benefits of like the different add-ins um oh yeah yeah and then there was at one point when I guess like every store back in the day I don't know if they still do this every store had like some sort of representative who's supposed to be very knowledgeable of all these things and it was called the master I think it was called the master of blended arts and <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you like it was probably like a five hour thing that you just like took online during work and they just taught you like okay like just more in depth about the different ingredients that they used and then you were supposed to educate the team on them so mm. that was something that I did but I was like it was cool that I just felt like it was run really well if there's ever new recipes like we would get a whole like manual and we would have to read it before work on how to make things. So yeah, I enjoyed it and thought that it was just like very well done. Like I, I definitely understand why now if you go to Jamba Juice and like one state versus another, it probably is similar just because it's very well structured. Mm. Wait, didn't they have sherbet in some other drinks? They did. That was something I learned. Oh, <laughs> so, well, what's the health benefit of sherbet? Okay, so there's <laughs> definitely drinks, right, that like had sherbet or that were made from that's what I got. I was heartbroken that I was people were like that's not actually that healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because I get I used to get those, especially the matcha one, like all the time, and that one had, I think, I think it was like frozen yogurt, like vanilla frozen yogurt. Mm. So then after working there, I was like, okay, I think I would get that's the apple really and greens, <laughs> which was really good. Um, but instead of getting like the apple concentrate, you can opt for like apple, like fresh apple juice yeah so yeah you gotta you gotta really read the ingredients because it does have sherbet herbs and yogurt <laughs> it's fun i always admire people that had jobs in high school yeah what was your first job then so my first job was i get i'd say of like 
a couple first jobs, like my work study job at school, which um, I started in freshman year, was an office assistant at the post back pre medical program mm-hmm. at our college. So post back pre medical programs were programs for people that already had an undergraduate degree. And there's two different types. One, you can either like if it's it's for people who don't have any like experience or classes or related to like pre-med requirements, but then they choose to go to med school mm-hmm. um, or those that didn't do so well in med school or in undergrad, but like take upper div classes to show that like they're serious, maybe just like, you know, undergrad, some people just have a hard time and but that shouldn't, you know, hinder your prospects of going to medical school Mm -hmm. so ours was the former so the ones for people that didn't have a lot of any experience and um yeah my day I I got it because I I was a hardcore pre-med student um (laughs) (laughs) when I first started college and then I thought it was a good way to have access to resources about like what I should be doing and like um just like the ins and out of the application process because mm-hmm. it's so, it's like only a one-year program so people are actually applying to med school mm-hmm. by the end of the year mm-hmm. and yeah other than that I was or so yeah I was an office assistant and I was just like doing tours sometimes I would do a lot of like um emails calls make a lot of files for the applicants that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and um my other job was I was a chem TA for I I can't really remember how long it's either two like one and a half or two I forgot when I quit and then um so I was like helping with labs and doing grading and everything and but I would say like my first real job was because like those jobs I would work like six hours a week if that Mm. (laughs) and then um my real job was working as a scribe at a doctor's office um that I recently quit back in November. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Britt, you definitely chose jobs that were very academic. So do you think that mm-hmm. influenced your current, I guess, dream to live out your dream job as a barista? Yes, definitely. Um, I think, like, one of the reasons why I chose to be a barista, even though it's, like, I'm a lot older than my coworkers, and it's kind of like something you wouldn't think someone that would be applying to medical school would be doing was because like I spent so many like each job was tailored to help my resume to go to med school so Mm -hmm. I was kind of like you know what I haven't done anything fun I'm just gonna do this for myself so Mm -hmm. um yeah I mean not to say I dislike those jobs I actually for the most part did enjoy most of them um I loved my coworkers for a couple for most of them as well and it's not to say I like regret anything but it's just I don't want to have that regret of not some of trying something new and fun when the chances of me doing that aren't available to me anymore mm-hmm. yeah and Liz what was your first job I don't know why this is so hard for me to answer <laughs> I think like I've done like so many so I guess like the first job where I was paid was like my mom was my <laughs> employer. It was like <laughs> what typical, I guess, first gen kids have to go through where they help their parents like translate stuff. So my mom would give lectures on because she's um 
she's a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. So she used to give like lectures to like local schools in China and like also would do uh, other things at like other organizations. But a lot of it was like having PowerPoint slides. (laughs) And so I would, that's how I earned my allowance was that I would do PowerPoint slides for her and Mm -hmm. then like write things up and pick pictures from google images (laughs) like i have like this very distinct memory of just like sitting at the computer with my mom next to me and like picking up pictures and typing out everything that she wanted to say wow so i guess that's my first job (laughs) no yeah like (laughs) was it always the same amount of allowance no matter if you yeah it was no matter like how many documents i did it was always like just that was it that was just how i earned my allowance and then um I worked like this unpaid job it was I guess it was more like a volunteer thing I don't really know how that worked <laughs> but I was definitely like under age but I wasn't getting so I like how pay old me because I was underage uh f- freshman of high school 14 how old 15? is that 14 yeah 14 or 15 I don't know the rules yeah. are a little bit different in in China oh yeah, it was, it was, this was in China, not, not like a summer job in the States. Mm-hmm. So things were a little different. Um, and I was a salesperson, but again, underage, so didn't get paid. <laughs> um, and then, and then I guess like the first job where I was actually like paid for my hours was mm-hmm. an internship I did in New York nice. um, as a software engineer. So that was like after I had already decided I wanted to be a software engineer. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking for internships and stuff. And then I went through this program and then they matched me with this startup that I and I worked with them for a summer and then I was getting paid by the hour. Hmm. Yeah, what I think I still have my job? first paycheck. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Forgot about that one. I, but I think I still have my first paycheck from like that internship. But wow. um, yes, I also did work at school as a I think I started out. So I did a number of jobs, but I think the first job was a tutor. Yeah, mm-hmm. a tutor for... I think I was a tutor for math and then one of the intro CS classes at, and I started those at the same in the same semester. Mm. And then I just stuck with that for um, all four years. And then I also worked mm-hmm. at the um, IT office where I just refilled printing paper in the dorm. <laughs> that was a job. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I had that as a job. It was kind of fun because all you do is just like check the printer and clean the the computer lab computers mm-hmm. yeah and, that was it. and then your name your email was like on the on yeah the door, the door. my email on the door for any questions that they had about yeah. it my sister was in the dorm for one of the for the whatever dorm Annalise was assigned to mm-hmm. and then she would text me instead of just emailing Annalise <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> to Annalise she needs to keep up with the paper it's out again <laughs> that's so funny yeah wow. I think like I think there was one year where I was really bad at it, and then one year I was like, "Okay, I need to, I need to get my shit together." <laughs> it was a bad <laughs> Why were you so bad? I think I was just like, because the problem was like it wasn't my dorm, so I had yeah. to go to like another dorm to fill in the paper. Yeah. So it was just like annoying that I had to like make a pit stop on my way to places <laughs> just to <laughs> just to add in paper. That's funny though, because that's almost for full circle. Well, I feel like you right. You've touched like computers <laughs> multiple <laughs> times in your career. First what being, can I say I'm a software engineer. Yeah, first being the powerpoints, <laughs> then being the IT printer person, <laughs> and then Wait, I have a story actually here. about. Mm-hmm. Have did either of you play Neopets growing up? Mm-hmm. Oh, nobody knew what they were. 
Oh, never mind. There was like this option to customize your Neopets like profile page. And it was like an HTML CSS. And that was the oh, very really? first time I ever coded. Yeah. There was like, a way to customize your page. And so that was like the very first bit of code that I ever did. Wait, in, in when? That's cute. How old were you? Um, Maybe middle school. Oh my gosh. What did you do? Look maybe it up. Maybe even How earlier. Did yeah, because I feel like HTML is like one of those languages where it's yeah. not as... It's not yeah, like I remember I sucked stuff, at it you know? during our like whatever crash course in, in OCS. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, that's good. They should have more like sneaky educational games like that. I know. No pets <laughs> educational? Heck yeah. <laughs> so on the note of, I guess, learning things <laughs> for the first time, what basics did you learn at your first jobs? I feel like, okay, mine is like two parts. Of course, just the aspect of knowing how to properly make like drinks, like knowing the mm. ratios, I feel like was a good skill to have that I now use whenever I make something. Um, oh, I know. I'm like a mixologist. Okay. <laughs> is this your barista job or your um, I would say for both. Juice? Okay, well, for, okay, for like Jamba Juice and Nectar. The main takeaways there is like the liquid to fruit ratio and like how to make like a good quality um, smoothie bowl versus smoothie. And then for, mm -hmm. oh, for the Motley, which was the coffee shop I worked at, that's definitely just like the difference between a latte and a cappuccino and like mm -hmm. how to steam milk, how to like mm -hmm. whisk matcha. You know, just mm. very standard things like that. Um, mm -hmm. But beyond that, I feel like I learned a lot about myself. Like, even though I did like doing, like, all of those tasks, I definitely liked working in a very fast-paced environment when, like, a bunch of customers would come in and then you just, like, quickly make things and everyone else around you is working really quickly. And then also being the person, like, at the front to interact with the customers. I really enjoyed yeah. that aspect because... I feel like sometimes the job would get like super monotonous of just doing the same thing. So to have mm -hmm. different people come in um, was really nice. And especially at Nectar, that was really good because there was like a couple that would come in every week and I would just like talk to them. And I don't know, it was fun. I definitely enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, for me, uh, it was an office job. So I got to learn things like how to use excel pretty well actually mm -hmm. and um yeah like basically things like oh reply all versus reply all <laughs> <laughs> to emails because <laughs> i didn't use email super heavily back then and also um with all my jobs actually they were kind of i would say customer facing heavy mm -hmm. so i was interacting a lot with people that we provided the service for technically mm -hmm. so I mean, tutoring and TA, being a teacher's mm -hmm. assistant, you're like directly helping the people and mm -hmm. um, I'm taking calls from people at the office job, uh, both office jobs, actually. So I think I, it, yeah, that just really helped me really realize how much I enjoy it, like how much I like talking to new people. Kimmy, like you said, it kind of like breaks up the day mm -hmm. and um makes things a little more interesting but also that like it makes me realize like how capable I am of like working under pressure or working with really mm. difficult people and um yeah just like kind of not letting things like 
bad or uh, not annoying people, but like mm-hmm. people that give me a hard time ruin my day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like mine's kind of similar. So like the one where I was a salesperson, obviously I had to talk to a lot of people and then like getting up that courage to talk to approach strangers like, hey, you want to buy something? (laughs) You know, Um, uh, PowerPoint, obviously I picked up on that. Um, And then like similar to you, Brittany, the whole tutoring aspect of like working with people and teaching and stuff like that is something that I learned. And maybe that's why I wanted to be a teacher. Oh. Maybe, but maybe not, because I've had that dream job for a while. Mm. But yeah, um, the whole idea of like teaching and like mentoring, um, and communicating. Mm. So it seems like, and I mean, I guess honestly, both of your jobs have impacted where you want to go. Like I already mentioned, <laughs> the computer <laughs> <laughs> kind of trail for Annalise. And then for Brit, just doing so many things that were already like pre-med focused, but that seems like, mm-hmm. or at least you said that was intentional, right? Like you didn't try those things out and then decide, hey, I want to mm-hmm. do pre-med. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, like I mentioned, the whole idea of tutoring and mentoring and then combine that with my interest in coding um <laughs> i don't say computer because i'm not in that into like building my own computers and stuff like mm-hmm. those people are but i'm not interested mm-hmm. so i think that that maybe set me up for where i see myself long term mm-hmm. like i think down the line i do want to be a manager and so mm-hmm. having like my experience and my background in past jobs or past experiences where I was a tutor or a mentor I think Mm -hmm. that it's like maybe set me up to want to become a manager or maybe I found those jobs because I always wanted to be a manager I don't know but basically for me like long term I do want to be a manager and not like code for the next 10-20 years Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just interesting to reflect back on like my first job and to and all like the other smaller side jobs that I've had as well And a manager still being in, like, the software space, so just, like, overseeing the software engineers. Is that what you mean? You know, people ask me that, and I don't even know what that means, because <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I definitely want to be a people manager, so, uh-huh. like, managing people, and I guess, like, am I, I guess my background in engineering would only mean an engineering people manager. Like, I can't be a people manager for... Trader Joe's. Yeah, that would be kind of random. Yeah, or Trader Joe's, you know. (laughs) I mean, I could, but, like, I don't know if I would have the proper skills for that. Mm. So, sure. Definitely. An engineering people manager. Let's go with that. (laughs) What about you, Kimmy? Because you you just got your first job job. Yeah, I got my first job job. Thank you. Um, Mm. Yeah, I was trying to think, too, like, I mean, now that, you know, more things feel like they're in stone. I feel like this is a great episode to just kind of reflect back on, you know, how you got there or whatever. But mm-hmm. I I mean, now I'm doing marketing and I really like it. And I didn't actually start doing like marketing professionally in an internship type of environment until about a year ago or a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but as like Annalise and Brittany were kind of mentioning the things that they did throughout school, that reminded me like, in school, I was very um, involved in student government, and we had to plan a lot of events. And with mm. planning came marketing, but it was more like mm. doing social media, 
doing like a lot of graphic design or video editing. Um, So in my eyes, when I was doing those things, and then like later was a part of an organization that did that just like at a larger scale for a conference, that to me didn't really feel like marketing. It felt more like designing because I was like creating Mm. these flyers or creating these like schedules for people to easily understand. Um, But then now that I think about it, I'm like, okay, it is marketing. It's just a different aspect of marketing, like more in the creative end versus Mm -hmm. now I'm like more in that intersection of both, like using data and using creative together. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I definitely like marketing and like I do think without those experiences, I would be into marketing today. And then oh, even thinking more, thinking back, like even when I was younger, um, I like made these bracelets and I sold them and I made a website and that's kind of like web development, right? I mean, it was through through, um, one of those websites like WordPress, even before WordPress existed, there was a smaller one. They had sites like that before? What, Blogspot? I think it was Blogspot. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it was Blogspot. Tumblr. And then, like, making little business cards. And even when I babysat, I made, Whoa. like, little oh business gosh. cards. Just because oh. I like to do that. I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, So, yeah, being able to be creative and apply it in a professional setting is cool. And also mm-hmm. just, like, to have that experience. So when I do work with designers, I'm like, okay, like, here's kind of what I'm thinking like and I can still have some of that language because like Illustrator and Photoshop haven't changed too much um to guide mm. them if they need it so mm. yeah Kimmy totally like brushed over this but she signed her first job oh out yeah of college yeah. very exciting thank you <laughs> our little Kimmy's all grown up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it feels good to have something secure. Like I definitely, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's definitely like going on LinkedIn and seeing so many people get employed um, or even on mm. Instagram, people posting things. And like there definitely probably were opportunities that could have led to me getting a salary offer sooner. But I wanted to do something very specific, which is marketing and tech. Um, so like I, you know, kept applying and kind of waiting for that to happen. Like, I definitely want to share that it was really hard. Like, I submitted so many applications and, you know, Mm -hmm. just like to get employed during a recession, during a pandemic is Mm -hmm. hard. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because you've been looking for, I guess, almost. Yeah, (laughs) over a year. Yeah, over a a year year and and a half. half. Yeah. Yeah, It's been Mm -hmm. a while, long time coming, but. Yep. But congrats nonetheless. Thanks. To circle back when we were discussing our part-time jobs, um, something that I really enjoyed out of them was like being surrounded by people that I might not face or that I might not be friends with every day. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, being in an environment where people are coming from maybe different cities or they're just like different ages is definitely an aspect that I um, enjoyed out of them. So Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you two like had similar experiences where your environment was definitely different than what you grew up in. Mm-hmm. So at my startup that I worked at mm-hmm. in the summer in um, 
in New York because I guess the other jobs that I had were all like, well, okay, the one with my mom is just me and my mom. So <laughs> that's it. And then tutoring is just like me at school. So it's still uh-huh. surrounded by people at the colleges. Yeah. Um, but I guess like the first time. So there, I guess there are two things. One was when I was working as a salesperson, it was like in Shanghai. And so all the other employees with, so some of us, there were like maybe three or four of us who were also students from my high school. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else were like full-time employees from like Shanghai or from China or the other cities in China. And like there were students who were in college there and like, like the local colleges who were there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like my first time working with people outside of my, my immediate circle. Yeah. So that was really interesting to just, be kind of hit in the face of like oh there's definitely people outside of school <laughs> mm-hmm. and then when I was interning too I was it was a super small startup at the time so it was me one senior engineer the CEO and like one other person and that wow. was the whole company right there and everyone was like working in at least their 30s so I was the youngest um and that was just really interesting to just be in a yeah. in that setting you know mm-hmm. yeah so, Mm-hmm. yeah for me um uh, I would say like analyst my tutoring job I was literally with students so that wasn't too different but mm-hmm. the office assistant job I had I was working pretty closely with the um like administrative coordinator and the um director of the program mm-hmm. and they were just like older um women you know have their families and kind of um yeah, we're just like very different from a yeah. teenage college student. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I st- like I look back on that job with so much nostalgia. It was really nice to get to know these women who mm-hmm. were um, in different parts of their lives than I was. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I think it was I definitely looked up to them with kind of like a motherly affection mm-hmm. because they were just so like um it it was just different to like have these women to like talk to every day mm-hmm. and then we talk about like our personal lives and then they give me a lot of guidance mm-hmm. and it definitely put like my perspective of a very narrow-minded pre-med college student in mm. like perspective of things because they had like different life experiences that they were still able to contribute to helping me mm-hmm. and so yeah i think it was definitely a change to befriend these older (laughs) women um and like it was just kind of also interesting to be in the same sort of working position as them like obviously Mm -hmm. they were a lot higher up than I was but like we were all working at the same office and I was a lot younger than them so I think yeah just working through that dynamic was also kind of something I learned through by working at that office with them Mm mm-hmm it's kind of funny because I feel like now you were mentioning or you told us that like where you currently are as a barista, you're older than most of yeah. the other baristas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like also that. <laughs> yeah, it's also I'm oh, there are a couple of people my age, um, but a lot of them are like high school students. So mm-hmm. it's kind of funny to I want I don't think that it's not like I'm looking at them the same way that like the people that I worked with older mm-hmm. than me are looking at me but I'm definitely seeing uh, my co-workers and like think them thinking that like they um know everything that's gonna happen to them and like they're like oh I'm gonna oh. go to college and do this and this and this oh. and like um like thinking them seeing that they are so assured of themselves mm-hmm. 
And like, there's me applying to med school, working at a coffee shop. And I'm like, yeah, no, they definitely don't know what's ahead of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, like, not in a bad way. Like, not that I think they're going to just like fail, but it's just funny because like, there's me 18 saying like, and like talking to them and like me getting stressed about school and thinking like, you know, that stuff was like the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I'm sure like, you know, my coworkers kind of talking to me and talking about their life experiences and then me realizing oh like my career is not my whole life mm-hmm. whereas um yeah seeing like these little high schoolers and then they're going off to college and then thinking that they have to do everything a certain way and I'm like no you really don't <laughs> yeah so there was just, a... that flip is really funny yeah I don't know how it was like in your high schools but like I feel like there's a lot of pressure at my high school to to do a lot mm-hmm. during your downtime like internships were a huge thing in my high school. In high school? Like everyone was really oh my gosh, yeah, in high school. Like everyone was super competitive. No. If you wow. didn't have an internship your junior senior year or junior year especially, you were basically not gonna get into a good college according oh my to people gosh. in high school. We we were a really competitive high school. So yeah. yikes. Yeah and like I just remember everyone would compare like where what they were doing that summer and like what internship they had. Mm. So it's just like interesting how like back when you're 17 18 you think like it, everything's either a make or break situation mm-hmm. yeah exactly it's, mm-hmm. it's funny to see that like in action mm-hmm. <laughs> to not live it and just witness it <laughs> I mean I lived it and then obviously had to let that break me but yeah now oh. I'm good <laughs> I think yeah, how about you can yeah something that I learned is like I was there right like I mentioned earlier because I wanted to have like my own money I mean, wanted to pay for stuff on my own, but there's definitely people that were there that were older than me and they were like working these jobs to sustain themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. So I really appreciated that aspect to be like surrounded by people of maybe like different class and different race and ethnicities that I feel like once you leave kind of like, maybe this is incorrect, but from my perspective, once you leave that minimum wage Mm -hmm. type of job, you're immediately going to be like, filtered into a bucket of people that have a very similar background to you whether it's education or background so yeah that was something that like I just feel like it definitely gave me more perspective on like how fortunate I was um, Mm -hmm. and why I think that if everyone has the opportunity to you should try to work one of those jobs just because like even though the job was literally 10 minutes away from my house, I would have never met those people and heard those stories otherwise. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And something that my mom mentioned today, because she heard we were recording this episode, is I guess on the daily, they had an episode interviewing, I think it was either high school or college students that were working these minimum wage jobs. And while they were working them, they were also like taking their classes through their AirPods. Mm-hmm. So they were having to multitask and do both at the same time. And the interviewer asked the girl, like, you know, do your coworkers notice? Do they help you out? And she said, like, everyone else is doing the same thing. So they're all Mm. trying to do this, like, really hard task at once, which is just, you know, that's not the way it should be. And it's definitely Mm. makes you realize you're privileged. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that, like, the three of us can sit here and just, like, look back on these first yeah. jobs we had and be like, oh, they're so fun. Like, that definitely comes from a place of, a place of privilege, too. And yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Or like for me, like my first job was in school. Like I had work study stipend to like mm-hmm. use up. And so mm-hmm. like and even then they were so accommodating for me. Whereas like I, I am kind of like ashamed to say I remember like in high school, I would think that the people that had part time jobs or like mm-hmm. would work would were just like not as focused on getting into a good school and mm-hmm. getting and worrying about their education as I was. Whereas obviously that was not the case because mm-hmm. I knew a lot of people that actually had to, like Kimmy said, like sustain themselves or like help yeah. their families and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, I would think like, oh, if you have a job, you just like worried about making money and having fun um, and not like doing things in high school to like further your opportunities in life, which mm-hmm. ultimately in my mind, like boil down to getting an education or a degree. So yeah, that's definitely something I've been like ashamed to think that I thought that way because here I am (laughs) working a minimum wage job and um, I have so much admiration for people that were able to like juggle school and work. And I, I look back at the time when I thought that and just think of like how much privilege I had to like not worry about money or like mm-hmm. me to like think that or just have the opportunity to focus on school and yeah, not worry about um, having a job. So that because I needed money and to make up income. Mm-hmm. So we do recognize that we all have had for different first job experiences and so many other people have different experiences that might have come out of necessity or maybe just to get some extra cash. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really fun hearing about your stories of your first jobs before we met. Mm-hmm. So to end and to reflect on this episode, what is one lesson that you've learned from your first job that you've been able to apply to adulthood? Something for me is probably money management, like being able to get that check at the end of the week and then depositing it in my checkings and figuring out like how much I want to add into savings and also Mm -hmm. being able to save my money for like big things. That's kind of what I did when I was younger. Um, Those are the lessons that I had learned. Uh, I would say I really wish I was more aware of how fortunate I am I was to come in contact with people with my part-time jobs because like we've kind of touched on like I don't think there's going to be a time where I'm going to really be in contact with them for a certain Mm -hmm. or be in contact with them for like a long time and yeah we kind of like email back and forth but I really miss the time when I would like talk with my coworkers every day and kind Mm -hmm. of just catch up with them so yeah um moving forward I'm really valuing the relationships I'm building with people Mm -hmm. and kind of just like not using the time at my job to complain (laughs) the fact that I'm like oh I have to work right now because Uh like you really do get to be with people that you'll never be with again Mm -hmm. yeah mine's a little similar (laughs) um in that I think something that I've learned is to um also just to look at your surroundings and the people around you like Mm -hmm. don't take your position or your current job for granted I think like I'm really fortunate to have to work with some really great people and to be able to not just focus on my own career but also to like look at others and learn from the people around me and to 
just build relationships with the people around me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. You can follow us at Adulthood Pending Podcast on Instagram or email us at hello.adulthoodpendingpodcast at gmail.com. Join us every other Monday for new episodes. We can't wait to share our stories and we're excited that you're with us on our adulthood journey. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.